Good morning and welcome to this latest Revival devotional podcast from Holy Trinity, where in this season ahead of Pentecost, we're thinking about and pursuing revival and hearing of stories of past revivals that provoke us to pursue it in the present, knowing what God does in them. And I want to share with you a story of a revival that's unlike any other that I've ever come across. And it really exposes for us some of the spiritual realities that go on behind the scenes in revival. It's known as either the Black Forest Revival or simply the Awakening. And it's centred on a revival that broke out in the town of Mocklingen uh, in the Black Forest area of Germany in the 19th century. And it occurred when a pastor, Johann Blumhardt, took up um, his position at a new church in that town. And very soon, he met a family who had a young daughter called Gottleben, who was very severely traumatised and ill. And as he got to know this family and this young daughter, this daughter got even worse. She began to feel that she was being surrounded by evil presences and dark forces. She began to see lights and apparitions and strange sounds began to be heard and very soon Blumhardt realized that she's been afflicted by evil and the demonic. He uh, regularly used to visit the family and pray for healing but nothing worked and so he called his friends together and said that we've got to cry out to God for him to deal with this and for wisdom as to what to do and so they began to just persistently pursue God for Gottleben. But sadly, nothing worked. It, it, things just got worse for her. And things came to a crunch point one evening when uh, Blumhardt went to visit the family. And at his wit's end, he said to Gottleben, Gottleben, put your hands together and pray, Lord Jesus, help me. We've seen enough of what the devil can do. Let us see what the Lord Jesus can do. And instantly, as soon as he said those words, Gottlieb's sister uttered in a voice different to her own, Christus Victor, which means Christ is victorious. And straight away, the demonic attacks ceased. And very soon she was completely delivered and healed. But that wasn't the end of the story because something amazing then happened in that area. Blumhardt later wrote this, there came the opening of a new, even more significant chapter, a widespread movement of repentance and renewal that changed hundreds of lives and spread far beyond the town. He suddenly found that from out of nowhere, people began coming to him, writing him letters, confessing their sins. It started with the youth group and then all the adults of the village came to him and confessed their sins and sought Jesus and received salvation. Very soon afterwards, people from all over the place, villages all surrounded, started streaming to his church. He said that from seven o'clock in the morning, all the way through to 11 in the evening, people used to come. They began uh, regular prayer meetings every single night and salvation just began to spread across that region. Hundreds upon hundreds started arriving and his churchyard was overflowing every single day. And something remarkable happened, and they later called it the Awakening. Now, I'm really challenged by that revival because it exposes some of the unseen hidden realities of what often happens in revival. 
that often revival deals with the power play that's going on between good and evil in the background over many nations and over lands. We know from chapters of the Bible, such as Daniel chapter 10, that there are unseen spiritual forces at work over the earth. In that chapter, Daniel has been praying for the restoration of the nation of Israel. And an angel reveals to him that his prayers have been heard, but they've been opposed by the prince of Persia. And they've been opposed, but then the archangel Michael comes and defeats and gets rid of the opposition, allowing the answer to the prayer. Just a glimpse of the unseen realities that go on over lands, over whole nations. And I think what happens in revival, especially in the persistent prayer that often precipitates it, is that it's almost like a reservoir of power is built up in that time of prayer that is then unleashed over the land. And what it does is that it washes away the powers of evil or the demonic forces, allowing a season of salvation like no other, un unhindered, unstoppable salvation. And we can see that in revival that often happens that suddenly there's a new openness, a lack of resistance to the saving message of the gospel because the demonic has simply been vanquished and removed from the land. Martin Lloyd-Jones, the great preacher from the 20th century, on his teaching in revival, is often quoted as having said that when the darkness and evil has gone too deep into the land, only revival will deal with it. We need revival. That only breakthrough revival can deal with darkness when it seeps deep into the land and can't be got rid of in any other way. And I believe we're in such a time today. That we're in a time where the darkness has seeped deep into the land. Where evil powers have had their way in established strongholds and dominions in this land. And that the only thing that can deal with them, that can wipe them away, that can bring about a season of salvation is revival, the power of the burning fire of God that purges the land of them. That as we look on the screen when we watch the TV or know now season communities of the deep evil that is present, this ought to be an incentive, almost a spur to us, to cry out to God saying, God, we need revival. Only that can deal with this. We need you to purge the land of evil. We need that season of grace that will bring about restoration and healing and salvation. Lord, send revival again. Amen.